Today is November 20th, and we're interviewing Mike Lofaro and Betty Lofaro at their home. They're both 88 years old. Uh, Mike was born on February 7th, 1926, and Betty was born on February 23rd, 1926. My name is Megan Morgino, and I'll be the interviewer. Uh, Betty and Mike are my grandparents. We are recording this conversation for the Brooklyn Public Library, Our Streets, Our Stories. Thank you for talking with me today. Um, I'm going to begin speaking with Michael O'Farrell first. So when and where were you born? I was born in Brooklyn, uh, uh, the borough of Brooklyn in New York City uh, at the 1243 40th Street. And, uh, uh, I was I had a midwife. Uh, my mother had a mid uh, midwife to deliver, because we uh, at that time nobody went to the hospitals, and uh, uh, we lived on a top floor. It was a three-family house, and we lived on a top floor. And at the ground floor was my grandmother, uh, Madeline Camionali. And in the middle floor was my uh, uh, uncle and aunt, Ralph and uh, Rose Communale. And uh, the reason we uh, bought, and, uh, my parents originally came from uh, uh, New York City, Mulberry Street. And uh, the re uh, after, they were, after they got married, they uh, decided to... Uh, uh, moved to Brooklyn, and uh, when they moved to Brooklyn, uh, my grandmother had a, a sister that lived across the street at uh, 1252 40th Street. So, so, <laughs> so we, uh, that's how my parents decided they were going to move to uh, Brooklyn, and they bought a three-family house with my grandmother. And uh, we had a, a a yard. We grew. Uh, my grandmother had. Uh, she used to grow vegetables in a yard, and uh, we were brought up on Fortieth uh, Street. And uh, anything else you want to know? Um, well, tell me about your parents. Um, oh, what are their names and what did they? My do? parents. Uh, when I was born, uh, my father was. A, he was a, originally he was a tailor, and from a tailor he became a. Uh, a truck driver, and then he took the test for the New York City Fire Department. So, uh, and I think he got on in 1927. I was a year old when he was, uh, when he was uh, a fireman, and he uh, lived in. He worked in a firehouse that was about three or four blocks from uh, 40th Street where we lived, and. Uh, uh, what else? Um. Let's see. Uh, and uh, I had uh, two brothers and one sister. Okay, what are their names? Huh? What are their names? Oh, my uh, brother was... Uh, uh, my, my, uh, my, my, my sister was Frances. She was the second born. And the third born was my uh, brother Kono. And the fourth born born was my brother Johnny, named after my father. And Kono was named after uh, 
my my grandfather, uh, Communali, and uh, I was named after my uh, grandfather uh, on the Lafaro side. And uh, anything else? Um. So where were you said your parents were from Manhattan? Oh, what, what about their family? Both, both my parents were born in the United States, but my grandparents were born in Naples. And uh, when they came over, uh, I don't remember if my grandmother came over. Uh, I guess she came over with her husband, and he died soon after he was in the United States. I don't know exactly when he died. But uh, my uh, grandfather on the LaFaro side, uh, uh, the LaFaro side was uh, Madeline Communa, uh, was uh, Francis uh, LaFaro and Michael LaFaro were my grandparents on the LaFaro side. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was named after my uh, grandfather, Michael. And, uh, and uh, my grandfather uh, passed away when I was about maybe three or four years old, maybe five. And my grandmother on the Faro side passed away when I was about 20 years old. I remember going to the funeral. They had, at that time, they used to have the wakes in the house. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they used to keep them in a the house for about four or five days. And uh, they used to go in the kitchen and have uh, food that, you know, uh, today they go t in a funeral parlor and they have restaurants where they go out and eat. Right. And uh, most of the women or relatives would do all the cooking in the kitchen and uh, the deceased was laid out in the living room. Mm -hmm. And uh, they slept in the same apartment as the deceased. <laughs> and. <laughs> Let's see what else. Uh, and uh, grandmothers on the, on the Communali side, I remember when my grandmother died, but I have no idea when my grandfather died on the Communali side. Okay. And uh, I was about 12, 12 or 13 years old when my uh, Madeline Communali, my grandmother died. And that uh, she was laid out in, a, in the same in a, in a house, and uh, this is the way they did things in those days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, did you have any family traditions growing up? Any any traditions that you did with your family? Um, well, we used to have the holidays. We usually spend with my grandmother. She did all the cooking. Okay. And my grandma. This is grandmother, grandma Communali, and she had. Uh, she had uh, two children. One was Ralph Communali. Uh, she had four children: Ralph Communali, Ida Communali, and William Communali, and Tony Communali. Uh, Ida Communali. Uh, Ralph Communali was the oldest, and he lived in uh, he lived in Fortieth Street and with his wife and children on the middle floor on twelve uh, twelve forty three, and. Uh, my grandmother lived in the, in the first floor, and uh, we used to spend Thanksgiving. We started Thanksgiving, all the holidays, we spent with my grandmother, Communali, 
and once in a while we would go to Mulberry Street and spend summer holidays, maybe Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, one or two holidays a year with my other grandparents that lived on Mulberry Street. And uh, we were brought up in Brooklyn, and uh, as children, uh, well, I don't know what else you want to ask. Well, um, no, go ahead. What? Okay. Uh, uh, my sister had her own bedroom, but I shared my bedroom with my uh, three brothers, uh, two brothers. There's three, three of us, okay. and we had two beds. I, I had one bed, and they used to sleep in two beds. <laughs> Were you close with your? Because I was the oldest. <laughs> Were you close with your, um, with your brothers? And What's sis- that? Were you close with your brothers and sister? Yes, or- we were very close. And uh, especially with my younger brother, because he was the baby of the family. We were teenagers and he, when he was born. Okay. And uh, uh, we used to make a big fuss over him. Because who's going to wheel him with the carriage and who's going to do this with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we were... My sister was very popular with uh, all her friends on the block, and so were we. We used to play baseball in the street. Uh, we didn't go to playgrounds because there weren't playgrounds around. Right. And uh, there wasn't any traffic in the street, so uh, a car would go by maybe every half hour, and uh, we used to play baseball and everything. And when the car went by, we used to get annoyed because it was <laughs> breaking up the game. And... Uh, my father had a 1935 Buick, a brand-new Buick. I think he paid about $500 for the car. Yeah. And uh, I, as I remember now, they never used to lock the cars. Then I don't know if they had keys to lock the cars, but they had a key to start the cars. Mm-hmm. So when my father was working, I used to go sit in the car and make believe I was driving. <laughs> And and I used to try to polish the car up every once in a while. And we didn't have a garage, so the car was always in front of the house, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, very few people had locks on their doors. This is unbelievable. Uh, and uh, we, uh, after a while, when we became teenagers, then we started to put a lock on the front door and the, and our apartment doors, mm-hmm. but we never had any robberies or any stuff like that because nobody, nobody would come into your house even though they knew they could walk right in without the, without a key. And it was a different life than today. Yeah. And uh, we of course we didn't have all the luxury. But uh, my parents were very fortunate that they, my father had a good job and was making a good salary. I think he was making about $4,000 a year, which was, and the average person was, if he was working, was making about $1,500. So we... We had we were brought up pretty well. Some of our friends were poor, and some of them were were in our you know middle income like us. And uh, so throughout the depression, you weren't as affected. As, what's what's that? Through the depression, you weren't as affected, um, maybe as some of your friends and neighbors, or during the depression. 
Oh yes, this was during the freshman years, and uh, everything was so different. And uh, the mailman used to come around twice a day mm -hmm. and deliver the mail right to your door. Oh. And uh, and uh, uh, when you want to mail a letter, you had to go out. They had mailboxes out on the street. You'd, the mailman didn't take the, the letters to be delivered. The mail, uh, the mail, uh, we had a mailbox about two blocks away from us. So we had to write a letter. We used to put it in the mailbox, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had, uh, my father, when he was uh, working, sometimes we used to, like on a Sunday, my mother used to make a macaroni. Every Sunday we had a macaroni dish about two o'clock. So when my father was working, one of us had to bring the macaroni or the, the <laughs> dinner over to the firehouse. So we got familiar with all the firemen. We got to know them, you know. But I was the oldest, so I always had that chore, taking them to, uh, taking the, the, the dinner to the firehouse. Um, and what about... Are there any stories that your dad had from, from being in the fire department? What's that? Um, any stories from your dad being in the fire oh, department? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, my father, we had a big uh, fire in, uh, when I, I was maybe about 12 or 13 years old, and uh, there was an ice factory about five blocks away, and that burned down. That went to a, a fifth alarm fire, and when we heard about it, we knew my father was working, so we all ran over and, you know, mm -hmm. see everything was okay. And... Uh, he was both a popular fireman. Yes, he was... Uh, when he was first... first uh, on a fire department, the New York City Journal had a... Uh, I think it was the Brooklyn Eagle had a, a contest for the most popular fireman, rookie fireman, mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't want to enter it, but all his brothers uh, told him to enter it, and what happened, with it, how they worked it out was there were coupons in a, in a paper, and every time you bought a paper, you cut the coupon out, and you put the name that you voted for, and uh, uh, all his brothers went around buying newspapers and getting the neighbors <laughs> And uh, she keeps telling me. And uh, uh, he Did came in second. Okay. And the first prize was uh, a car, oh. a, a brand new car. And the second prize was a brand new uniform. And the uniform cost about two, three hundred dollars, and and the car cost about five hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and. Uh, um, so what about, what about school? Um, oh, well, we, uh, we went to a public school, 131, and, uh, uh, me, well, first my sister and me were both, you know, I was a, a one or two grades above, uh, because I was the oldest, and, uh, I used to see her in the schoolyard, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, then my other brother came in. And uh, all three of us now were in PS131. Uh, Brother Johnny wasn't born yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, after that, we went to a junior high school. 
it was his Montauk Junior High, which was a, uh, a little different from the public school, the grammar school. Okay. And we had a, uh, I used to play handball. Uh, we had handball courts. That was a big popular game at that time. And uh, we, uh, then um. when I got a graduated from, uh, from a junior high school, I went to Hamilton High which was about a mile away. And I used to walk to school instead of taking the trolley. My mother used to give us a nickel or a dime to take the trolley. Mm -hmm. So we used to save it and uh, we, I used to walk to school. And, okay. And uh, I guess that's why we're in pretty good shape today. We did a lot of walking. <laughs> uh, and uh, we didn't have a car uh, that would, you know, that we could uh, drive around, right. so, and my parents, the only time we had a car, we, we went to New York to visit my other grandmother. We all went in the car and went to New York, and mm -hmm. I remember driving over the Brooklyn Bridge and, uh, <laughs> and uh, anything else? Go ahead. Um, did you have a job when you were growing up? I, uh, when we were young, like maybe about 10, 10, 11 years old, uh, we, uh, we used to sell, uh, buy shopping bags for a penny a piece mm -hmm. and then sell them for two cents. <laughs> <laughs> so we sold maybe five or six, uh, maybe we bought maybe about 20 shopping bags for 20 cents. Okay. And uh, we left them in a house I was the only one that did it. My brothers didn't do it. And then we used to go, I used to go out and sell the shopping bags for two cents. Where would you sell them? There was, on 13th Avenue, we were on 12th, we were living on between 12th and 13th Avenue. At that time, 13th Avenue had a lot of push cards mm -hmm. for about five or six blocks. And they, that's how they sold fruit and vegetables and everything. Okay. And a lot of people were shopping around, and uh, we're going around, buy a shopping bag, two cents, cheap, you know. <laughs> some people bought it, and some people didn't want to buy it. And uh, But if we sold two or three a day, you know, we, after school maybe, but Saturday was a big day. We used to spend the whole day selling shopping bags. So if we made 10 cents profit on a Saturday, that was great, because you could go to a movie for 11 cents or 10 cents. Oh. And my parents used to give me 10 cents a week to go to the movies. And uh, I used to go, we had double features. And uh, if you went to a movie, you spent about four or five hours in a movie because they had cartoons and they had mm -hmm. uh, double features. And uh, let's see what else. Um, um, any other jobs when you were, when you were young? Then, and yes, and then when I used to work uh, after we, before I was 16, I wanted to go to the Western Union because they were paying 30 cents an hour at delivering telegrams mm -hmm. on a bicycle. But before that, I was working in a restaurant as a busboy, and uh, I was working for maybe two dollars for 12 hours. But I was, I was working, uh, hoping that it was going to enough enough money on tips. So if we got maybe three or four dollars on tips, and we made five dollars for the whole day, 
we were so happy because but for 12 hours that was a, okay and then when I was 16 years old I applied for Western Union they told they told me they didn't have any bra uh, routes on the on a, in my area mm -hmm. with a bicycle but they would send me to New York and uh, I worked in New York on uh, on the New York Stock Exchange on uh, on uh, Wall Street down here and uh, this is how I got interested in the stock market because I used to uh, all the stockbrokers used to go get papers that delivered and we'd be from the Western Union and everything and we used to go right into the offices and uh, and we and got interested in, in uh, all the stocks that were going on there. And anyway, after that, uh, I got a route. They told me there was an opening in Brooklyn. So uh, that was great because uh, they, I wasn't making any chips. I was just making 30 cents an hour in New York. Mm -hmm. But once I got on a bicycle, I was making 30 cents an hour plus tips. So some days when I worked, like like a Saturday and Sunday, I worked uh, maybe 10 hours or 11 hours. So I made about $15 in tips. Oh, wow. That was a lot of money at that time. And then 30 cents an hour uh, was pretty good, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was saving a little. And then I told my father I wanted to buy some stock with the money, you know, instead of putting it in. So he told me, you buy the standard of Jersey, that's a good stock. So when I bought it, I remember buying five shares, and uh, eventually they became Exxon, and eventually they became Ex Mobile, uh, Mobile Exxon, and uh, I had the stock since I was about 16 years old. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got interested in buying other stocks. So uh, on a small scale, I was doing this. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Um, so any no other jobs before um, when you were in high school or anything like that? Well, we were in high school, uh, junior high school. Right. Uh, 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 I got interested in, in a trumpet. We had a band there, and uh, I didn't have a trumpet at that time, but uh, I used to go in and take lessons. Okay. But uh, the lessons were maybe 10 minutes, but I didn't learn too much. <laughs> okay. You know, I was just playing a scale. Mm -hmm. Then eventually, when I was in high school, uh, I bought a trumpet with my friend, and uh, we decided we were going to go take lessons. And I think we paid fifty cents a lesson every every Saturday. And in the studio, you were there after the lesson was maybe a half hour. You could stay in the studio and play. So we used to uh, buy sheet music mm -hmm. and uh, play. You know, but while we were in a Taking lessons, we used to play the scale, which was very boring. <laughs> but uh, Harry James was like my my uh, <laughs> idol. So, uh, and I wanted to play all the songs that he played, you know. Mm -hmm. So I used to buy the sheet, sheet music and imitate him on a trumpet and with my friends. Okay. And uh, I have to say, we, we were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, what about anything, any other fun things you do with your friends 
in high school? Well, in high school we had, uh, we have, uh, I didn't complete high school because there was a war going on mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to join the, the Navy and um, my mother says, you got to wait until they're drafted. So uh, I didn't want to, I says, well, I get drafted, I might go in the Army and I don't want to go in the Army, I want to go in the Navy. Mm -hmm. So they finally gave me, you know, let me know, uh, told me, okay, they would sign the papers. And I was almost 18 when I went in, you know, but in the Navy. I just wanted to get in the Navy. I didn't want to go in the Army because I'd rather be in the Navy. Right. And, uh... Um, so what, that was, um, you were almost, you were almost 18, so that was in 1943? In 44. 44, okay. Yeah. And, uh, when I was in the Navy, we went to, uh, I got us, uh, we had to go to boot camp in Sampson, New York. Mm -hmm. And after boot camp, they gave us a 30-day leave. And after the leave, they signed me to a, a Brooklyn Navy Yard, was putting an LST in commission, the USS Bennington. So uh, I was assigned to the Bennington, and I was a, as a quartermaster, which is the navigation department. So uh, when uh, we had a big uh, ceremony, and my sisters and brothers and cousins all came out on the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and mm -hmm. they were so impressed with the ship, you know. Right. And it was, at that time, it was the biggest carrier, you know, we, we had. And uh, after that, we went on what they call a shakedown cruise. You go on South America, then you come, uh, and you go full speed ahead, and, they, and after that, you go back to Brooklyn Navy Yard and they go into dry docks and do all the repairs, you know, mm -hmm. and make all the corrections. So while we were in dry docks, uh, my, uh, uh, they were drafting men for an LST, the amphibious force, because uh, the war was doing, they were doing good in the war in Europe and they were going to win the war and uh, the Americans and the Russians were almost going to meet together halfway uh, in Berlin, you know, okay. and now everybody was concentrating on the on the Philipp on the, in the Pacific. So they wanted all these LSTs. So I got assigned to an LST nine forty. Picked it up in Virginia. Uh, I was sorry to leave the aircraft carrier, but. Uh, they were taking guys. Uh, I was the they call a strike, your striker, your strike for the uh, uh, petty officer. So if you didn't have enough seniority, and um, and they were drafting them off the the carriers, and they took guys from uh, navigation departments, from the seamen and mm -hmm. air deals, and they put and they gave them LSTs. So we're not on an LST now, and uh, I got assigned to an LST, and uh, from there we went to, uh, we left New York, uh, we left, uh, uh, I picked it up in Virginia. In Virginia we went down to uh, Panama Canal. Mm -hmm. Panama Canal, we went to, uh, uh, we went to uh, list of, uh, California. Los Angeles mm -hmm. and San Diego 
and then we went across this, uh, cross over to uh, to uh, Hawaii, right. uh, Pearl Harbor. And while I was in Pearl Harbor, uh, we just pulled into Pearl Harbor, and I was going out to Liberty, and my cousin Vinny, and my uh, true marriage was uh, keeping company with uh, with Dorothy. So he came aboard my carrier because uh, Dorothy must have told him that I was on an LST. Mm -hmm. So when he came aboard, he says, uh, uh, you know, we'll spend a couple of hours. I says, Vinny, uh, we just, this is my first liberty and I want to go out with my friends here. So <laughs> he was a little annoyed, <laughs> but I says, we could do this some other time, you know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, I spent some time in Pearl Harbor. And then from Pearl Harbor, we went to the Philippines. And uh, we uh, they were liberating the islands in the Philippines. Right. And then they were getting ready for the big invasion of all the small islands and eventually going to go into Japan. And uh, all the LSTs from Europe were going coming over to the Pacific. And uh, and when I was in the Philippines, uh, uh, Subic Harbor, they had um, hundreds and hundreds of LSTs and ships there. And uh, this is going to be something big. They were going to invade one of the islands. We thought they were going to go right into Japan, but they they invaded Iwo Jima, which was close to Japan, and they were going mm -hmm. to use that island as hopping over to uh, uh, bombing Japan and all that. Right. And uh, that was right after my uh, 19th birthday that we were in, uh, I think it was February the 20th when they invaded Iwo Jima. And from Iwo Jima, we went to another island, Okinawa, that was on Easter Sunday. That was, we made the invasion, and that was uh, another uh, battle over there. And eventually, they were going to invade, getting ready to invade the, the mainland in Japan when they decided that they dropped the bomb. I'm cutting everything short, you know. I'm not going into details too much. Okay. And <laughs> when I came home, uh, uh, when uh, when the war was over in Japan, mm -hmm. I was uh, I was uh, discharged uh, in uh, no I was uh, we uh, we went back to the United States in uh, in L A and I had liberty there and then they told me they're going to put us on a troop train. And we're going to get a discharge in uh, Lido Beach, Long Island. And uh, that's when I got on a troop train. It took seven days to cross over from L.A. to Long Island. So you, took, you took the train from L.A. to Long Island? Is that from, yeah, yeah, okay. From, uh, from L.A. to Long Island. Uh, it was a troop train. It went very slow. Oh. And I remember passing Vegas, Las Vegas, but... The, there was no, it was just a desert down there. This was in 1946. Right. Okay. There was nothing there. And uh, I, I didn't even realize, you know, it was Vegas because we hit all these small towns. We weren't paying attention. So anyway, when I was discharged, 
I did, I did, and then when I went home, my parents had a little party for us and everything, for me. Uh, and uh, I decided I was going to take a, a, a year off, you know, just to have a little fun. <laughs> so yeah. this, was, this was like in April or May. And okay. uh, what I did was uh, we used to go to the beach every day, Coney Island, okay. and with my friends. And uh, I didn't have a car, but one of, a couple of my friends had a car, but they were partners on it, you know. Mm-hmm. like something. It was very common to have two or three people as partners on a car. Okay. And they would have it every other weekend or, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we used to go... I used to like to go by car, but a lot of times we couldn't go by car. We used to go by train, and we'd spend the whole day down. And you know, we go in the morning to the beach and mm-hmm. come back at night. You know, mm-hmm. and that was great. Did it, and uh, the government was paying us twenty dollars a week. Okay. And they called it the Twenty Fifty Two Club. In other words. Uh, any people that got discharged and they didn't go to work, they couldn't find a job, got $20 a week, and uh, $20 a month, sorry, $20 a month mm-hmm. for 52 weeks. Okay. So anyway, uh, then we used to go out at night, you know, so we went to Times Square one night and I met your mother and... <laughs> in a skating ring. Oh, so you, you two met at Times Square? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, right. Okay, so now I'm going to uh, speak with Betty about her childhood. Um, so can you tell me when and where were you born? I was born in Lansford, Pennsylvania on February 23rd, 1926. My mother and father had bought a home there. They had arrived from uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. They had both of them came from uh, from Europe and settled in Pennsylvania. And they raised a family of nine children. And eventually, we were down to five children that survived. And unfortunately, my father developed miners' asthma, uh, which was called the black lung. And he had to go to Arizona for his health, and he died there just shortly before I was born. Mm -hmm. And that was in 1920... 1926? uh, Five. Okay. And then my mother, upon the advice of her neighbors, was told to go to New York to live, because this way she had five children, five daughters, and they could obtain some... Uh, better jobs, a better way of living. So she left her house in Pennsylvania and moved up to the Bronx. Okay. And uh, what little I remember of the Bronx was that we had uh, ice boxes instead of refrigerators. Mm -hmm. And the icemen used to deliver the ice in big blocks. They would come with the horse and the buggy. And... um, uh, we had fire escapes on, on our apartments because we lived in apartment houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the heat was terrible uh, in the summer months, 
you would see all the people out on their fire escapes trying to get a little bit of fresh air or sitting on their stoops outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, we played a lot of games uh, in the streets because that was what was available to us. And we would roller skate and play baseball and uh, all, all sorts of games, little races and yeah. Johnny on the Pony. What, what's Johnny on the Pony? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also started working at a young age. Okay. And uh, I was selling the shopping bags, as my husband related, he did also. <laughs> And uh, and they were purchased for a penny a, a bag and sold for two cents. Mm -hmm. And so you spend all day in the shopping markets because that's what we had. We were on 138th Street, and it was all all the fruit stands and vegetable stands, and and you sold your shopping bags. Did you do that with your sisters? You did that, or was I, it just you? I did alone. My okay. sister, I was the baby in the family, the youngest, and my sisters were older, so they were on to doing their things. Okay. And um, then eventually I was babysitting at a young age, and um, at the age of 14, I got a job in the Van Usen Shirt Factory. I told them that I was, uh, I'm sorry, at 14. I told them I was 17. And of course, they didn't ask for proof at the time. They hired me, and and I was working, stretching the shirt collars in a factory. And my mother didn't even know what I was doing at the time. But I would bring home, I got twelve dollars a week. I would bring home eleven dollars and eighty-eight cents, and the eleven dollars went to support the family, and I kept eighty-eight cents <laughs> to spend for myself. <laughs> And then, um, let's see. So was that uh, I, was that after you left school? You were doing that, or was that no, while you were still going to school? No, I was. I was only uh, fourteen, and okay. I was I was young, and uh, uh, we we had good times. We used to go to the Bronx Zoo, mm -hmm. and we had parks in the area, St. Mary's Park. And in those days, you could go and really enjoy yourself without worrying about anything. Right, and. Uh, and we had trolley cars, and uh, we would also have the elevated trains. Yeah. So when we were young, the young children used to hop mm -hmm. behind the trolley cars and get free rides on their roller skates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was time to go to school, we had to take the elevated trains uh, to high school, mm -hmm. junior high, high school, and we too put the money in our pockets for the trains and used to walk a good 20 blocks or so okay. to get to school and come back, mm -hmm. winter time and all. And uh, I attended uh, Morris High School in okay. the Bronx. And um, <laughs> Did you have any family traditions when you were growing up? Well, only the uh, usual holidays. Okay. We had a very small family because uh, when my parents came over, we had no relatives, mm -hmm. so it was just the immediate children. And then, as the family progressed, it would be the daughters with their husbands and or boyfriends or whatever, and we'd have our dinners and right, right. And um, I worked uh, uh, at Massachusetts Mutual as I got older, 
and uh, prior to that I was in a photography shop and uh, and around the time I worked at Mass Mutual I went roller skating at Gay Blades and met my husband, my future husband. <laughs> and he had just come out of the service mm -hmm. and uh, and I was living in the Bronx and he was living in Brooklyn. Right. And so he had a commute, he had no car, he had to commute by train back and forth mm -hmm. so that we could date and go out together. Right. What were some of the fun things that you did when you were going out? Well, <laughs> we used to go to the movies. Yeah. And uh, then we used to go for a, what would you call it, a, a drink at the little cafe or something. Okay. And... Um, and we'd go in the park for long walks, and uh, oh, I can't think much more. <laughs> Before you know it, we... Uh, and we were saving about $10 a week for our wedding. And we were saving for our wedding. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so when were you married? We were married on May 5th, May 6th, 1950. And we had the first sit-down dinner wedding in the family. Prior to that, they used to be called football weddings. <laughs> What's a football wedding? <laughs> oh, they used to make the sandwiches and, you know, very casual. You had no seating arrangements. You just went there and you danced. And So we had the first sit-down dinner. Mm -hmm. And everybody was very proud of that because we paid for it. We <laughs> saved and we paid. And I paid for my own wedding gown, and uh, we worked very hard, the two of us. Mm -hmm. And we lived in the Bronx with my mother you for the first two and a half years of marriage. You lived in the same apartment as your in mom? In the same apartment because we were, we were supporting my mother. Okay. We was, I was still taking care of my mother. And then uh, when it came time for us to start a family, my oldest sister... Uh, said that she would take my mother in and care for her, you know. And we moved to Brooklyn. And so we started our new family and our life in Brooklyn, uh, just uh, two avenues down from where Michael's family lived. Right, so you were close to all They purchased family. a house and they put us in the house. Okay. on 40th Street in Brooklyn to start our family. And that's where I had started. Deborah was the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then in four and a half years later, along came Michelle. Okay. And I'm um, trying to think, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so you spent a lot of time um, with your brothers and sister, your your extended family when you were living in Brooklyn? Yes. Well, while we were keeping company, we dated with a lot, with uh, my sister and her boyfriends, yeah. and uh, double dated. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember going, to, we used to go to Times Square and uh, see the latest movies. Okay. You know, at that time it was like 55 cents to get into the movies, but they were big theaters like the Paramount and everything. Mm -hmm. And at that time they had, uh, besides a movie, they used to have a live band or live show, you know. Okay. So, for 55 cents. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, 
So um, the house that you were living in, um, it was it was it a multiple family house? It was, it was actually it was a four family house. Okay. And uh, we were living in the, we had the, the the big apartment on the second on the first floor, and then it was a basement, and then there were two apartments above us. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally it was a two family house, but during the war. There was uh, a lot of people couldn't rent. There was no rent uh, apartments, mm-hmm. so they converted. They made one big apartment. They made it into two, and the basement. They re- uh, legalized the basement and they rented the basement. Okay. So, uh, and uh, when my sister got married, Frances, uh, they were look before they moved out to Long Island to buy a house. They decided they're gonna. The basement was uh, wasn't occupied, and they were going to live in the basement. They lived there for about a year, mm-hmm. and then uh, the people. One of the apartments was vacant above, so they moved upstairs. Okay. So and they lived there about six months, and then those people on the other apartment left. So they, in other words, they had three, They lived in all three apartments <laughs> <laughs> before. Before they decided yeah. to to go to Long Island to buy a house, and uh, and what what about your other family? Did they live in the apartments too? Well, Johnny, my younger brother, uh, he he lived in the in one of the apartments too when he first got married. Mm-hmm. He got married very young. To he moved in when Francis moved out. Yeah, so actually everybody. But all three of us lived, uh, used as the only apartments except my brother Carno. Okay. He decided, uh, and his wife wanted to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So she wanted, she didn't have anything, she had nothing to do with the apartments. She wanted her own house. So she, they bought a house in Bensonhurst. And, uh, and we, um, what, where were you working when you were married? I was working in Andrea Radio uh, TV. TV was a just came out, and uh, mm-hmm. not many people had TVs then. And uh, when the stores were selling the TVs, they had a TV in a window, and it used to play. Put the TV on. People would come out in the sidewalks and watch TV for hours because they didn't have a TV at home. Right. And uh, my parents uh, knew that I was uh, working in a TV factory, so they decided they were going to buy a TV from where I worked. So my parents had one of the first TVs on the block. And uh, when we got married, uh, we bought a TV in the Bronx. You know, we had our own TV. Uh, now people were buying TVs, but they were, TVs were only about seven inches screens, okay. and there was no remote control. Mm-hmm. And every time you wanted to change the station, you had to get up. It was good exercise. And uh, <laughs> the TVs, they only had about six channels. Mm-hmm. And at 12 o'clock, they used to go off, uh, 12 midnight. The channel, there was no TV to watch after 12 midnight. Okay. And they had a, a pattern that goes on, and it stayed on all night with all this colored, it was some kind of a bird, was it? A flamingo bird. 
and it 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 was stayed on all night. So if you wanted wanted to watch TV at one o'clock in the morning, you would watch this flamingo, just a picture of it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that was a big laugh too. And then at nine o'clock or eight o'clock, then they started the channels again, uh -huh. and they were running like six or seven channels the most, you know. Right, right. And uh, so, what did you do when you were? What was your well, job? Before TV, everybody used to listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember Pearl Harbor when when they bombed in Pearl Harbor. We were, I was about twelve years old, and uh, we just heard about it. And we put the radio on, and we're sitting by the radio for hours, mm -hmm. and we couldn't believe. Nobody knew where Pearl Harbor was. They didn't even, you know. Right. And uh, we didn't realize uh, we had a navy in Pearl Harbor that it, they lost a whole, practically the whole navy. Right. And uh, that was, uh, uh, and before that, uh, we didn't have any TVs and and the radio. Not everybody had a radio, I think, or maybe every other family had a radio. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we had a lot of time to spend, not watching TV, but playing on the street, and doing other things, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was no uh, the movies was always crowded, because that's where people got their entertainment from the movies. And uh, on the radio, you only had the news that went on at I think it was like six o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And that was the only news you got on. Then they had all these programs all during the day, all like Superman and things, the, the right. shadow and all that. And uh, uh, that was the only news you got at 6 o'clock, and it was only on for 15 minutes. And there was a war going on. Mm -hmm. So, And when you went to the movies, they used to show newsreels of the war and what's going on, you know. Right. It was like maybe a half hour in between the two uh, double features. Mm -hmm. And that's how you got most of your, your war news. And uh, we used to go to the movies. Uh, after we got married, we went to the movies and the television was getting very popular. Right. So the movie theaters were losing a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So what they did was, every time you went to the movies, they gave you a dish. Uh, 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 said it, in other words, if if you went to the movies seven days, seven times, you would get seven dishes. A dish, like a like a plate. A, 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 a dinner plate. A dinner a, a plate. plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that we used to, and it's a funny thing when we used to go to the movies, all these women with the dishes. Every once in a while, while the movie was on, you hear a dish break. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's how people got their uh, set of dishes. Oh. <laughs> they got uh, bowls, uh, coffee things, jars, and everything. And uh, what um, else were you? Yeah. Um, so where where were you working um, when when you were married? Where I was still at Massachusetts Central. Okay. Uh, when we were married. Okay. And then of course. Uh, when it was time to raise a family, then mm -hmm. I stayed at home. Okay. And I no, no longer went to work. Yeah. And uh, that's when uh, uh, Mike became a fireman. 
Okay. Well, before that, I used to work a double job. But when I was working in Andrea, mm -hmm. I used to work uh, uh, like a in a like a waiter in one of the uh, uh, fish houses in uh, Shore Road, and uh, I used to work as a bouncer in one of those uh, clubs. Uh, yeah. I was uh, maybe I was 22, 23 years old. Okay. But these these were like what they call a 26 and over club. But the people were usually about 60 or 70 years oh. old. <laughs> you didn't find anybody that's 28 years old. But anyway, I worked there for a while, you know, just okay. on the weekends. And then I worked in Andrea. So that helped a little. So when I got on the fire department, after six months, you were allowed to get a part-time job. So I worked in a peers. I was a... Uh, uh, McRoberts, I was a checker in a peer, so it was, it was always a second job, you know. Okay. And uh, that's how we, you know, we got what we had, you know, just mm -hmm. the, because after three years, you made top salary in a fire department, but for the first three years, it was tough. You had to buy your uniforms, and, uh, you know, it was, and uh, so a lot of people used to work, a lot of firemen used to work part-time, and then they, they still continue after they after the after the three or four years in a fight because they got so used to the money, you know. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Every a lot of them had part. We were fortunate that the hours were good, so you could work part time. Right. Um, See, go ahead. And uh, was the fire department close to where you were living? The what? Was the fire department close to where you were living? Uh, oh. Okay, I worked in the same firehouse that my father worked in. Oh, okay. And uh, in the firehouse, there were two companies. There was a ladder company and an engine company. <laughs> and my father was in the engine company, and uh, I was in the truck company, ladder company. Okay. And uh, the first year I worked, uh, my father was an officer, and he was working uh, on the... Uh, on a on another firehouse, and uh, what happened was, uh, uh, when you become a fireman, uh, they put you in a firehouse right away, you know, okay. and then because we didn't have enough uh, recruits uh, for classes, you know, so when we went to, uh, I had to wait three months before I went to another, uh, went to school for the fire department oh. training. So in other words, those first three months I worked in a firehouse as a rookie, you know. And uh, while I was working, uh, my father happened to be in the same group with me, and we used to run in in certain areas together, mm -hmm. you know. And I used to see him once in a while, you know. Then after that, I went to school. Okay. Okay, and when I went to school, uh, my father fell down a fire escape, oh. and he got out with a disability, you know. Okay. And uh, I was in a fire department, and uh, my mother and father used to go to movies once in a while. They used to cross the past the firehouse, okay. <laughs> and I was on watch, or I was sitting outside, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very strange that my father was in that same firehouse. Right, right. And uh, after after about. I don't know, after I had, uh, when I got to be about 55 or 54, 
the engine company was a very slow company. The truck company was doing a lot of running. Okay. They three or four times the running and fire, fighting fires than the engine company. Mm-hmm. So they all told me, why don't you go to the engine company? It's easier, you know. You could get a good night's sleep, and, and you're not going to kill yourself, you know, working, especially in the winter time. Mm-hmm. So they convinced me. So I spent two years in the engine company, okay. the same company my father spent. See, when the firehouse was divided with a wall, but they broke the wall open, so everybody got together. In other words, there were 10 people, 10 firemen in the engine company and 10 firemen in the tr- tr- truck company. Okay. But we all ate together. And uh, when we slept, there were different quarters, you know, but there was a wall between us, but there was an opening. So I'm sleeping in the engine company, you know, and I reminisce and I, I, I could picture my father working there too, because this, cup, this firehouse was built in 1912. Okay. And uh, they made very little improvements, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, our kitchen, was uh, they had horses there in 1912, and and uh, but uh, they only had them for about six months, and then they got trucks, mechanical trucks, you know. Okay. And uh, if you notice anything, the old firehouses had all these stones in the front of the instead of having smooth cement. Mm-hmm. So the, the their story was that when the horse is ready to go out. They had a grip, you know, on the stone so they could move out fast, you know. But we never saw the horses. Uh I mean, and and my father never saw the horses too. Mm -hmm. But uh, the kitchen was where they kept all the hay for the horses. So when the horses came out, the truck, and they used mechanical trucks, Mm -hmm. that decided to do something with that area, and they made a kitchen out of it, you know. It was like a small kitchen about this big, mm-hmm. you know. And then there was another area where we where we had tables and we ate. Okay. You know. Is that where you learned how to cook? Everybody learned how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, uh, we had, uh, I, I used to make simple meals. And we used to chip in for the meals, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as, as. We were in the fire department, things got better, people ate better, and made good salary. Mm-hmm. But I used to cook depression meals, you know, something like, some of the guys I would cook would charge 2 to $3 for a dinner, you know? <laughs> no. uh-huh. So when I cooked, you know, you did your own shopping. We went out and we shopped. So when I cooked, it was like 50 cents. Yeah. Because I used to, I, I don't know what they were buying. They're buying all this stuff, you know, the fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I made macaroni and meatballs, yeah. and they would make macaroni, meatballs, they would make other dishes, they would buy the, the best meatball, the best uh, uh, meat, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it really tastes the same. And then they wanted steaks all the time, you know. Yeah. Steaks and salad every day. <laughs> so anyway, so... Uh, they said, let my cook. It's only 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I make pasta bazool, you know. Okay. Okay. And uh, things like that. 
And, uh, but some of the young guys wanted all this fancy food. They wanted steaks, they wanted uh, uh, roast beef, they wanted all this stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you make a big meal like that and you're ready to eat and you get a run and you get a fire yeah. and you're out of luck when you come back. So, mm -hmm. so when you come back, you got to reheat everything, you know. <laughs> um, now, who cooked at home? Did you cook at home? <laughs> yes. Okay. I cooked at home mostly until he retired. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, then I said, well, it's time for me to retire too. <laughs> and he started cooking, and but he always pitched in. We always did things together, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, uh, especially for the holidays. Yeah. So. Uh, did you ever see him fight, fighting a fire? Well... One day, there was a fire. We lived between 14th and 15th Avenues, mm -hmm. and there was a fire on 15th Avenue. And of course, ours was a one-way street, and the fire engines always came down our street. Oh. So I heard them coming down, and then I heard them stop. So I ran out of the house and ran down, mm -hmm. and I saw them up on the roof with the flames, and I got very nervous. Okay. And so I ran home. Okay. But he was fighting a fire on 15th Avenue. It was the first time I ever saw him mm -hmm. involved. Right. You know, with flames and. Right. And uh, that never left my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's a, it was an exciting job for him. He loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the church. You talk about St. Catherine's Church. Yeah, that was another one. Uh, our church on. Fort Hamilton Parkway, St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. They had a big fire there, and he was also at the fire. And but that one, we didn't really see too much. You know, they kept us at a distance. Okay. But all the priests were out, and the nuns, and mm -hmm. and everybody felt very bad that the church was burning like that. Right. But uh, but they were able to repair it. Mm -hmm. You because know, that was our local church and the parish where our children went to school. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so you have two daughters, um, what were some things that you did with them as children, um, for fun, like fun things that you did with them? Said that with the children? Yes. Oh gosh. I love the snow. <laughs> and so the minute it would snow, I'd be out pulling the sled. Okay. With the, my firstborn, that was Debbie. I think she was only a year and a half one time. Mm -hmm. And I was out there with like a blizzard. <laughs> and as I passed my neighbors, they were all at the windows, banging on the windows and yelling, what are you doing out there? <laughs> but we loved the snow. We had a driveway mm -hmm. uh, with a two-car garage in the back. And so we used to get the sleds out to the kids, and they used to come down the driveway. Mm -hmm. But we also used to go with our sister and brother-in-laws, and we used to go to the parks okay. and go sleigh riding all the time with them. Which parks did you go and, to? Uh, Prospect Park. Prospect Park? Prospect Park. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, when when uh, my firstborn was small, uh, I used to meet my sisters in Central Park and we used to go roller skating. Oh. I put her on roller skates when she was very little. <laughs> and then along came my second one and I put her on the roller skates. Mm -hmm. And we enjoyed that a lot. And then we used to go to uh, Spittown in Long Island, where uh, his parents had a summer house, and we used to go to the beaches. 
okay. out there, and we'd spend the summers out there. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we bought our own little place. So, yeah. in the minute the, the children finished school, we would head out to Long Island mm-hmm. and spend the summer out there. Right. And return when it was time for school again. Yeah. And his family all lived out there permanently. And so we were always together. At night, we used to sit outside and we used to toss the marshmallows in the fireplaces mm-hmm. and sing songs. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun growing up. Then eventually, we put a swimming pool in our yard in the, out in the island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they used to go swimming and bring their friends. And we also had an electric organ. And uh, your mother used to take lessons. In your house in Brooklyn? Yeah, in Brooklyn. Remember the... the, the yes. Okay, yes. so we now... We children the, the piano well, We w- went to Long Island in June. Mm-hmm. We didn't want Debbie <laughs> to miss uh, practice. Uh-huh. So I used to put the organ on a trailer and bring it out to the <laughs> island. <laughs> and we also had a parrot. <laughs> a big cage. A, mm-hmm. And... And we used to take the birdcage out of the parish. When the people saw the trailer <laughs> with the organ and the birdcage, where the hell are these people going? <laughs> and, uh, what about um, like any amusement? Like, like, did you take them to Coney Island or um, anything for fun? The or? amusement places? Yeah. Yeah, where was we used to take them? What's that? The amusement places. Oh well, we used to go to Coney Island. For yeah, we used to go to Coney Island. Even when I was young, my mother yeah. used to take us from the Bronx okay. to Coney Island. And also, and they had big thing. when they were young, your your mother and uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. what they call Freedom Land in the Bronx. Okay. Do you ever hear of Freedom Land? I have. It yes. was a, almost a copy of Disneyland. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, it was before Disneyland, and it was on a small scale. And it was, uh, that was a big thing in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the World's Fair. Right. right. And uh, your mother and uh, all the, we went to the World's Fair a couple of times. Right. Now, this was a 19 what? I think it was, I I think 64. 64. And they only had it for one year. And I don't know why, why they stopped it. Mm-hmm. But in 1939, when we were young, they had a World's Fair. Okay. And uh, all the school teachers used to take the students to the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. And that was in Queens. Right. And they, uh, there's still a park there. And, and uh, we had the Paris, Paris, uh, Paris, uh, this Paris Fair. Paris Fair. Well, and uh, what else? The symbols. Triangle. Triangle of Paris, Paris, yeah. yeah. That I, was the, like a logo, landmark. Okay. Yeah, that was 1939. Mm-hmm. But that only lasted a, uh, uh, a year because right after that, they started a war in Europe. Right. And uh, when they had these world fairs, all these countries had, and, and uh, you know, a building where they would show. And uh, they all started backing out because of the war, uh, war in Europe. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the first time they had the uh, monorails in 1939. Okay. And they used to have a car where you could drive a car, a brand new car, 
you, as long as you had a license, you could drive it around. Uh, remember what the, I don't know, it was some kind of a road that we could drive around. A track. Yeah, tracks. Well, anyway, and that's uh, in 1939. Did you remember going to Disney World and watching that the car carousel that turned around? And yes. it's a wonderful, not a wonderful world. What was it? The Carousel of Progress. Uh, they started in the, the electric lights, and then they started. Right. That was they had that in 1939, oh, and wow. they brought it back in in the other world sphere, and they then they had it in the Disney World. Mm -hmm. So every time we went to Disney World, uh, we used to reminisce because this is, was in 1939 they had this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, any any family traditions that that you had with with your family? Um, you just I mean I know you had a lot of extended family over all the time, right? You spent a lot of time with with your brothers. Yes, yes. Yeah. right. We were always with the family. We always interacted, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, that's how the children grew up. They grew up close, mm -hmm. you know, with their cousins. Right. And, uh, and that's how he had grown up with his cousins very close. I had a very small family, so I hadn't, right. you know, I didn't have all that. Mm -hmm. But it was more on his side that, uh, you know, we used to mingle with. Any other things that, that you did for fun while, while living in Brooklyn over the years? Um, New Year's? No, just, just uh, over the years. Over the years in Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, the same things like we did when we were young, you okay. know, to go skating and, and mm -hmm. yeah. things like that. Um, we went to the Concords every, uh, like every February, right? That was us, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the wintertime, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, uh, Debbie came one year, right? Yeah. And Megan and Michelle. Michelle. They were skiing up there, right, in okay. the Concord. It was oh. up in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... The Concord was in New York State. New York State? Oh, I thought it was in Pennsylvania. No. Okay. Poconos in Pennsylvania. The Poconos we used to go to. Right. And we used to take a lot of trips uh, when we first got married, when, when uh, your mother and uh, Michelle were young. We used to go to the Amish country. Okay. And, uh, Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty and things like that, you know. And uh, where else? And uh, I don't know. Um, and so you said that um, your, your daughters went to St. Catharines for elementary school? Yes. And then, um, and then they went to Fombon for high school? They, when, when they graduated from uh, St. Catharines, then they went to uh, the Fonbon. Catholic school mm -hmm. called Fombon Hall. Okay. It was an academy. Okay. They both attended that. Mm -hmm. And they graduated from there. And then one went to uh, FIT. Michelle went to FIT in Manhattan because she was an artist mm -hmm. and wanted to follow that career. And uh, Debbie went on to uh, she, college. she started in Staten Island mm -hmm. College for two years. She didn't know exactly what she wanted to be, but she liked history. Right. So she went to Brooklyn College and got her degree, and she became a teacher. Okay. And uh, well, it was very difficult when she graduated uh, because they had stopped giving the uh, the history tests. To, for you, to enable you to work in the city schools. Mm -hmm. 
And so her first job was in Harlem, right. in a Catholic school. She drove all the way from Brooklyn to Harlem to teach. Mm -hmm. And when they started opening up the tests again, then she took the tests and, um, and she passed. And then she worked in Brooklyn. She came back to Brooklyn and was teaching in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And then she worked uh, at the Bell Parkway, Grady School. Yeah. She was teaching there until she, uh, she got married and, um, mm -hmm. and had her first baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, Michelle graduated from FIT. Mm -hmm. And she got a job with the Carol Lace Company, and she designed for, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the name. Illustrator. She was an she, illustrator. She was a designer, an artist, right. Yeah. And that's where she met her husband, as a matter of fact, going up and down the elevators. Oh. <laughs> he was the executive salesman. So she was uh, doing that when she got married. Mm -hmm. Then she started teaching art in schools, mm -hmm. and she became a teacher. Um, so how, how long did you live in Brooklyn? When, when did you move away? Brooklyn, over 20 years. Yeah. We, 20, we, right? Well, we moved in uh, Long Island. We, Brooklyn, we moved in uh, uh, 1953, we moved in Brooklyn. 30, it was about 30, 30 years. And uh, then 1987, I think we moved out to Long Island. Okay. Your mother bought a house out there, mm -hmm. and uh, we were thinking that we had the still had the bungalow, and we were going to convert it over when I retired, mm -hmm. and uh, we we're going to convert it over to an all year house, and then your mother found a nice house down the block, <laughs> on Palm Pit. You know mm -hmm. where it was. Right. You remember that house? Okay. So anyway, uh, we decided, all right, we're going to get that house. It was a little, it was a big house. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't know what we were going to do with the bungalow. So I says, you know what, we'll rent it out. And uh, so uh, Barbara heard we were going to rent it out, Barbara and Johnny. So they, and Elaine says, I'll be interested, yes. you know. And we rented it out for two or three years. Very, very little money, just enough to carry the house mm -hmm. with the taxes. And uh, then they made enough money saving and they bought their own house, you know. Okay. And uh, And you sold the house in Brooklyn then? We yes. sold the house in Brooklyn. That, that's how we bought the house in, uh, in Lake Grove. Lake Grove. Now right. we paid $96,000 for that house. <laughs> 96000 we sold it for 400000 Oh, the, the house in Brooklyn? No, no. Oh. The, the house in oh. Palm Pier. Okay. The house in Palm Pier. Um. And uh, we used to spend, I don't know if you remember, we spent a lot of Christmases there in Palm mm -hmm. Pier. Do you remember? Right, right. Do you, do you have any memories of that? <laughs> huh? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> So any, anything else that you want to add about, about living in Brooklyn or your time there? I don't know. You certainly covered everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. okay um, so I believe um, that's, that's the end of this interview. Um, okay. So thank you. <laughs> you want a cup of tea? Yeah, make a cup of tea, Betty. For